Special thanks to Jerry Mayer, Kathleen Sadat, Melissa Marsland, Hallie Blashfield, Clark Salisbury, Andrew Nikoforik, Zach Porter, Bob Gentry, Onyx Smith, Steve Holly, Bork Hendrickson, Lynn Lahey, The Reflections In, Eric DePlace, Ben West, Damian Gillis, Elizabeth Austin, Synovus Energy, and Radio Free Moscow. This program was made possible with funding from the Regional Arts and Culture Council, the Fund for Investigative Journalism, and Oregon Humanities, an affiliate of the National Endowment for the Humanities. Fighting Goliath is available on CD from Feather and Fin Productions, P.O. Box 82777, Portland, Oregon 97282. That's Feather and Fin Productions, P.O. Box 82777, Portland, Oregon 97282. CDs are $12. You can also purchase them on our website, mediaprojectonline.org slash fightinggoliath, where you can learn more about the tar sands and the communities affected by tar sands development. KB Community Radio is a proud co-sponsor of Massage and Wellness Weekend, Saturday, September 9th and Sunday, September 10th at the Oregon School of Massage in Portland. Massage and Wellness Weekend is a weekend of celebration of holistic living, community engagement, and massage. Free events including community education classes and continuing education for massage therapists. Again, that's Massage and Wellness Weekend, Saturday, September 9th and Sunday, September 10th at the Oregon School of Massage, 9500 Southwest Barber Boulevard in Portland. More information can be found at kboo.fm on the right side of the homepage under Community Events. Good morning. You are tuned to KBOO Portland, and it's just a minute after 11 o'clock. KBOO keeps you informed and involved, and we need your help. To become a member, go to kboo.fm and click on Donate. Coming up on the Boo at 1130, Voices for the Animals welcomes Dr. Laurel Neem to discuss her book, Animal Investigators, and New Innovative Methods of Solving Crimes Against Animals. And next up is What Are You Listening To?, which asks guests what what is on their current playlists and what that music means to them. This program is made possible by KBOO members and support from the Oregon Symphony presenting a special concert, Angelique Kijo with the Oregon Symphony. More info and tickets for this event with Angelique Kijo at the Arlene Schnitzer Concert Hall on Tuesday, September 26, available now at orsymphony.org.
Studio 2 uh, with KPU Community Radio. I'm Crumb the Villain, your host, and we have some lovely guests in the studio with us today, and we want to know, what are they listening to? Our uh, first guest, actually, we're going to go in reverse order today, was Laura. She played the intro song, the uh, Cowboy Bebop, from Cowboy Bebop Volume 1, yeah. correct? Um, why did you pick that song? Oh, man. Uh... So, Cowboy Bebop is an anime from the late 90s, and it was super influential um, for me musically. Um, the album is by a composer, her name is Yoko Kano, and basically the soundtrack is like heavily influenced by like jazz tones and blues, and there's a little bit of like alt-rock and country in there. And um, yeah, that song just like... I don't know. Whenever I hear it, I just feel very connected to something deeper than myself. And I'm always sort of reminded about, like, how small my place is in this world. And it's, yeah, it's just a really powerful song for me. Right on, right on. I guess I, I'll introduce the rest of my guests before we go on talking about that. Uh, Vincent, a lovely DJ native to Portland. Uh, how you doing? I'm great. How are you? Doing all right. Doing swell. Uh, Zoe? Hello. What is your artist name? Do you? Um, I usually go by Zoli. Zoli. Z O L Y okay. or Z O L I. Right, just a young musician up and coming in Portland as well. Yep. What are you guys? Do y'all are y'all native to anime? I don't know if you say native. <laughs> do you guys like watch? Oh, very or native. Enjoy. Anime. It's a kind of cowboy bebop. But did you guys? Did you watch that at all? Or? I didn't. No. Oh wow. Jazz music. Jazz music. That's cool. <laughs> <laughs> So, as someone else who watched uh, Cowboy Bebop, especially such like a jazz influence show, and like Sham- Samurai Champloo, and then like that show, and I think there are probably a couple others that had like this huge sort of like Samurai Champloo was definitely my my thing. Yeah, Nujibis, Nujibis uh, is so dope. Yeah, yeah. rest in peace. Dang. Yeah, but but this show specifically Cowboy Bebop, I think, especially because this Cowboy Bebop came out like ten years before Samurai Champloo, something like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It was like a, such a weird, or not weird, but it was definitely like you compare like. Gundam Wing and then oh like God, contemporaries yes. <laughs> to like this show what do you what do you especially musically because it's a lot of like very dramatic very uh, cinematic yeah cinematic it's a lot yeah. of like ah it's the most important thing happening as yeah. opposed to Cowboy Bebop but there's a lot of like downtime. it feels like I feel like the show a lot of people just flying do you guys <laughs> oh man I don't know I think Samurai Shampoo is just like slightly more playful Although Cowboy Bebop is hilarious. It's a hilarious anime. Like, I absolutely adore it. It's probably my favorite. Um, but the themes are a little more intense, I think, just because the genre is more sci-fi oriented. I'm like, I'm just like a perpetual brooding artist. Like every, like, every time I write something, it's like super moody and reflective. And I feel like Cowboy Bebop is kind of like that, but in a beautiful way. <laughs> Vince is someone who listened to it a lot. Like, what do you? How do you feel about it? Since you like are now a DJ and you do a lot of like composition work, seeing that kind of or like how music affects the tone of a show like that, how did it influence you and what do you want to do? I mean, I've always been like the type of person that like when I mix things, it's more like me scoring things, you know. So um, I'm really into the transitions, the build up, even just like abrupt changes and stuff like that. It brought a lot of hip-hop, jazz, soul, and funk in the mix. Um, and I think that's a lot of influences that's in what I do currently. You know, once you hear the song I picked, that will make more sense. All right, all right. What do you, by the way, what do you guys make that? Like, especially with the history of Japan and, like, the way their culture developed. What do you think, like, in the, like, 
90s till sort of now-ish, there's been like this huge turn towards like jazz, especially in something like anime, which is traditionally a much more, which is, which is a very, I mean, not like a very Japanese, but a very like, it's a culturally specific medium, and a lot of the stories <laughs> are culturally specific. So why do you think there was a shift to move more so towards like this kind of American music? I feel like it was always that way. And there's always been this exchange of cultures between the U.S. and uh, Japan, especially if you look at like Portland in Japan, like, you know, salvage denim and things like that, you know, where, you know, we were so focused on like Japanese denim and now in Japan, they're like getting like American denim and it's all this recycled stuff that's going on. Um, you look at hip hop, it's always been that way. Um, and if you think about jazz, um, there's always been like jazz influences in hip hop. If you look at Guru's Jazz Mataz series and things like that, just, you know, famous producers that came up off of that. Um, if you really want to get down to it, I mean, all these genres come back from the African diaspora in general. So it it's all interconnected regardless, even if you think of like country and stuff. Um, well, we to that point, like Japan has historically been very like reticent to sort of acknowledge black cultures. But like after World War II, when America sort of occupied Japan for, was it like 50, 40, 50 years, mm. they like, yeah, a lot of American culture was adopted. It was sort of forced on them to like yeah. westernize them. Um, but I feel like they all that also the racism was important. <laughs> so so I was, I'm very curious to see like the the, the characters. I think is what's weird is that the characters don't change, but the music is specifically like this black American phenomenon. And like the, the and the, there's a more noir like cool type to it, but like you don't mm -hmm. see any black characters, mm -hmm. even though the music that is true from a more black. That, that was a question I was more so. Oh, like, okay. Why do you? What do you think that, or do you think that that is an, that's a truly American thing, drawing from a culture without acknowledging? Well, yeah, I mean, I honestly think you know. Yeah, I was always curious watching Dragon Ball Z. I was like, Piccolo was definitely the black. Yeah. <laughs> he's always saving him. He's always killing himself for to save Goku and somebody else. And it's like he was a real hero if you think about it. Like Goku would never win his fights if it wasn't for Piccolo. Goku's a terrible dad. <laughs> terrible all right, well then, uh, well, you mentioned the song you want to play earlier. Do you want to lead us into it? What's the song called? And uh, we'll play it and you can tell us a little bit more about it. Um, it's by Lessons, which is a side project from Tori Moi. Oh. Uh, yeah, one of my favorite artists. The song was Grind. It's a side project of Tori Moi. Now, since you didn't know a lot about anime, Zoe, what, <laughs> what do you think about that? Have you heard a lot of Tori Moi? Um, I actually haven't heard anything. So this is your first just Yeah. What do you think? I, I really enjoyed it. I kind of felt like I was on the beach and everybody was like dancing disco style. <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it was pretty cool. 
compared to like the last track, which is from like a television show, to like this one, which is like the side project of an artist. Like, how do you how do you feel about those two things? Do you think they're related at all? Or? Um, I'm not too sure, but the sounds I got a lot of the same vibes. Like there was that sort of like hip hop aspect to it, but also like a lot of breezy, like calming sounds too. And it. Right on, right on. Uh, Vincent, why don't you tell us a bit more about this since you brought it in? Um, so it was a track I heard a long time ago and kind of forgot about it. And um, <laughs> I work at a cafe. I make a lot of playlists there. And then I came across the song again. And it was like end of spring. It was like right when it started to get warm. And I was like, yo, this is going to mm-hmm. be my song for this summer. Um, I'm definitely going to play this at pretty much all my sets this summer. And the song is called Grind. So it's like. You know, in the lyrics, it's talking about all in my soul. Girl, I got to grind. And it's like, this summer's been my grind mode season, literally. So that's how that, you know. And also, like, the summertime vibes and stuff and bringing back to the whole um, influence with anime and, like, jazz and stuff like that. You know, there was, like, a lot of funk in there. Yeah, that um, synth. Oh. I love that synth. Yeah, um, that was pretty good. <laughs> you know, and if we had enough time, you heard, like, the bridge. Like, yeah, that's, like... It's very. Um, I like songs that bring, like put you on a journey, you know. Yeah. And sometimes my favorite parts of the songs will be like that one part that if you that person that skips tracks after the first minute or so, Ugh. you're gonna miss it. So I don't know. There's hidden gems in that I song. Hate I love DJs. it. I hate those DJs. I hate those DJs. Hey, well, <laughs> some DJs, but some DJs they'll play the whole track and just wait till it to fail to play another track. Oh, and that's it's even like, worse. You're you right. You know, you right. gotta you gotta have a good medium, you know. Some songs are meant to just be bridges and only play for 90 Mm, seconds. mm. Other songs let it ride, you know? Some songs, you know, like, you gotta have 10, 12 songs on an album, so sometimes you're just trying to pad that runtime. The best album these days are, like, 10 songs now. I mean, back in the day... Record labels only pay you for 10 songs. Really? If you have anything more than 10 songs on an album, they don't pay you to make those songs. Like, wow. like, wait, so my question is this, because back in the day, I always noticed, like, you know, rock albums was always, like, nine to ten songs. Hip-hop albums were, but their songs were longer, though. Yeah. But then, like, hip-hop so- albums, man, back in the day, it was always, like, double-disc albums. It was, like, 20 tracks, yeah, yeah. like, bonus tracks. people fork out the cash to buy physical copies. Also, so back then, were they paying for those back then? Probably not. Like, I feel like we're, well, well I'd have to do some research, but I think old-school hip-hop, when they were putting out those records, I think those, since it was such, like, a DIY thing, mm. it was, they were probably, like, like two years. Years worth of work, and so you're Put just putting that in. How, how many yeah. of those tracks were like interludes, though? That's true, skits. skits, skits. But then they also did it where they would hide the skits behind the tracks too. True. You know. Yeah. I hate um, that you have to be able to put it on a separate track so you can skip it. <laughs> <laughs> you're like trying to listen to the whole thing, and it's like, oh man. <laughs> skits are great though. I love skits. It's what did ask character. All right. Well, then on that note, let's play. Uh, the last track we have before we move on to our next segment, which is a newer artist, uh, SZA, someone who's popping off. Need you for my sanity, need you to remind me where I come from. Can you remind me of my gravity? Call me when I'm tumbling, spiraling, plummeting down to earth. You keep me down to earth. Call me on my bullshit. Out of me and say my it'll get them bigger even if it ain't Love me even if it rain Love me even if it pain you I know I be difficult You know I be difficult You know it get difficult Open your heart up Hoping I'll never find out That you're anyone else Cause I love you This how you are Hope you never find out Who 
SZA called Garden, who uh, I'm, I'm, I'm growing to love SZA more and more. And so before I ask uh, the young ladies we have with us, I want to ask Vincent, because we're both dudes. We've been listening to dudes talk about their skin for years. <laughs> SZA, one of the reasons I love SZA is because she's very much like, I'm I'm hot, but she's not like, I'm a hottie and I'm like, ooh, check out my body kind of way. She's like, she's cause it's almost like a very self-deprecating way. What do you think about like that? Do you think, is it weird at all to you to hear a woman be like, I'm not traditionally attractive, but uh, I'm still beautiful. I think I tend to really like girls that aren't considered traditionally attractive anyway. There are girls out there who are like, you just heard someone's like, feelings. <laughs> <laughs> Conventionally attractive women everywhere are crying. Well, yeah. <laughs> like, well, I'm talking about the ones, the ones, I like the ones that, that don't, that don't fall into the whole vanity aspect. Maybe that sounds bad, but it's just like yeah, the ones that really love themselves. What do, you, what do you mean by that? Like, I love women that are confident and love themselves and don't feel like they they need to fall into those categories of what beauty said to by maybe I sure. misunderstood. But, but the so but like our society and like the social construct kind of forces us to care, unfortunately. So like we, we it's almost like we have to too, we have to like, like beat we have to like beat it. Like we have to be more vain so that like our confidence is high so that when people put us down because we're not perfect. Like it's all or this not like conventionally attractive. Or not con or, or, or conventionally attractive. No, so Mark, it's just like I got this a cycle. question for y'all though. Yeah. So so in your relationships, whether it's platonic, serious, or whatever, is it consistent for you guys to feel like you're the person that you're interacting with in those relationships or putting you guys down based off of the conventional standards of what beauty is? I don't think it's a matter of someone putting you down. I think it's more of a subconscious like expectation. Like they have this expectation that you should be meeting, and you can like feel that in the way they interact with you it's not like someone's actually really like you need to dye your hair a different color it's more like oh your hair looks kind of different i don't know if i like that yeah. i get that from people yeah. that i like don't know yeah my, my friends don't usually do that <laughs> okay <But> strangers <laughs> should not have any opinion on on what a woman looks like definitely not but too often it's true <laughs> yeah oh yeah i realize i got in more trouble when i state stuff like oh you look beautiful without makeup on and stuff like that yeah maybe the leader, leader of the like, conversation and then well, and i think feels. also a great like great practice is complimenting people on something other than their appearance like no oh man that joke you said is cracking me up like just something corny <laughs> whatever like instead, oh. of, like instead of laughing though can i do that instead of laughing just be like that joke you just told me is cracking me up <laughs> <laughs> yes please i mean that's basically what we do when we text right we're not we're never laughing out loud i hate texting. <laughs> no, not at all. I I do get a lot of texts where I do laugh a lot. I know funny people, so. Same name does not know people. Yeah, no. Texas gay. I'm not very funny. Oh. He sends me a lot of nudes. That's what's so funny. Ooh. Oh, God. <laughs> we, we, we had to cut this. <laughs> <laughs> so, Zoe, you brought the song in, and yeah. I'm curious because you are a younger woman, not to, like, out anyone or anything. <laughs> not to put anyone on blast, but, like, you, you I, I'm curious because, like, you, your perspective on, like, dating and relationships and just, like, confidence is different than someone who is even, uh, like, two or three years old and you just because you've been raised with, like, just, like, natively in social media. Like, Laura, how old were you when you had your first cell phone? 
Oh gosh, I was 16. And how old were you when you had your first cell phone? <laughs> I was 10. Yeah, exactly. So I think that you just like you you've been in this longer, and so I feel like when you listen to someone like SZA, who is how old? Can we can we look that up? Do you know how old? SZA? I think she's like, shoot, she's like 20. Something 26. 24, 26, 26. 26. 26. 26. 26. 26. So, when you listen to someone like SZA, um, you is that is that like bolstering you? Do you feel like this She's is just a Scorpio? Natural? Ooh, um, well, no, okay, that's not what, show, not what this show Saint is James, about. Not what this show is about. What do you what draws you to her? You brought her up, so yeah. Um, well, when I listen to her music, like she she's a very like empowering person. And I like the fact that she keeps her music very real and she talks about her insecurities, but also the things that she's super confident about. And she just lets her music be completely her. And I really, I really like appreciate that and respect that. And also what draws to me to her the most is her songwriting because the way that she plays with her words and just like, sings it as if she's telling you a story and like reading you a poem at the same time. I really appreciate that and I've learned a lot for that from her in my writing. All right. okay. yeah. I have two more questions okay. before we move on to our next segment and the first one is I don't know how much any of y'all listen to Father John Misty but um, he's an artist who talks a lot about like the problems he's encountered with being famous and what he sees in American society mm. and it's a lot of like ennui and depression and people mm. um, looking outward and for like entertainers to be fulfilled and how these entertainers feel empty inside because they feel like they're giving so much of themselves to be famous and because of like the machine I feel like we're all very aware of like the Hollywood machine and how yeah. like it like sucks your soul or whatever mm. and one someone made the point that like is it fair for this famous person to complain when they're in this position and so SZA is obviously she's not in any sort of hall of fame yet but at what point do you think it becomes unfair of her um do you how long do you think it's okay for her to feel insecure in her music and how long before it's just um, like sad boy music I think that honestly it's fair no matter like how long it takes like I think she can always talk about her insecurities because when you're making music you know you don't always have to make like music for other people like if you're insecure about what you're doing it's fine for you to talk about that in your music because that's still you and people should you know still respect you always but um also I think you also have to be aware of like the situation you're putting yourself in but your music is your own, and I don't think you have to change anything. You don't think you run the risk of a Jay Z scenario where you're like, where you're, where you're a billionaire and you complain well, about like the streets? Well, I mean, being a billionaire is different than being an up and coming yeah. artist, though. I feel oh, like everyone's well, not really a billionaire. He's like a billionaire with Beyonce. Oof. Yeah. Oh, okay, but don't look like Jay Z isn't that much. I feel like it's weird that Jay Z's no. just like, I used to hustle in the streets, and it's like, that was like 30 years yeah, ago. Yeah, that was dude. a long like, time ago. Yeah. So long yeah, ago. Yeah, but at the same time, like, I mean, if you talk about his recent album, it's not just saying I used to hustle in the street. He's actually doing something that he's talking about stuff that's relatable to like all of us as far as like, you know, especially people like black people and stuff like that. It's like, how come we're not able to create this this um, financial stability between mm. one another and stuff like that? So it's like, I don't know. I think that's kind of getting played out. Fair enough. Fair you know, enough. as far as that goes, I think as artists, you should be able to put out whatever you want to. Exactly. Because I realized, like, when as a fan growing up, I always felt entitled and stuff. And now I'm like, oh, well, they haven't put out an album in two years, blah, blah, blah. Or, you know, when's the last time they went on tour? Or, man, their last album sucked because they didn't do what they did last mm -hmm. time. Like, sometimes artists want to do things for themselves. And hopefully the mm -hmm. people that 
maybe they want different fans every time they put out a project. Yeah. Maybe they don't want to just have that yeah, I think same that's core. Fair too. What fair if you enough. got stuck with a really terrible fan base? I mean, right. oof, Dave Matthews, you do? Band. <laughs> <laughs> Poor Dave Matthews, man. Oh. oh. All right. All right. Um, do we have time for the next segment, or do you want to do the plug? Yeah, All right. Right on. Well, we're going to move into the next segment, which is my favorite uh, part of the program. It's called What? Aren't you listening to? Oh yes, uh, yes, yes. I just want you guys to. We're gonna go around and you can just bring up whatever music you just like. Nah, Aww. this ain't. This is not for me. Uh, so Zoe, we'll start with you since we start oh, on the boy. other side. <laughs> the pressure is on. Yeah, that's a really hard question because I feel like I'm not listening to a lot of people, like not on purpose, as in I'm just not realizing that there's a lot of music I'm not listening to. What aren't you listening to on purpose? On purpose. You're just like, no, this is not for me. Shoot. Great censorship, by the way. Love it. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, This is a hard question. Name. I names. I can't think of anything. The pressure. You should, you should, like, come Does genres pressure. count? Genres count, yeah. Okay. Well, I don't really listen to, like, metal. Or, mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, I did for a little bit. But it's not really my thing. I don't like people screaming at me. It makes me feel uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if they're super passionate, you know, it, it can be okay. But no. For the most part. Not really. No. Fair enough. Vincent? Name names. Yeah, let's have yeah, I know. You, I know you have you know, an opinion. I, know. I have to listen to stuff that I don't want to listen to just in case I'm playing a certain venue. Yeah, but well, I'm talking about like, you having an opinion on it. Like that's your job, but I feel like it's okay to do things for your job. Like what? What is that thing that you're just like? Why is this popular? XXX Tentacion. Me and him has plenty of conversations of things like this, and I think like I don't know if I wanted to bring these things up because I mean, <laughs> this is what he brings talk- up. No, because he brings up valid points. I don't know. I feel like. Every artist has their place. No. What kind of? What, kind of, I don't care. Care. what, what is happening? Oh, boo now. Yeah. What is? What oh, kind of? so your 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 answers. Your middle of the your road. Your answers don't even matter no more. I'm trying to. I'm trying to. Why are you trying to, why are you trying to be diplomatic? This isn't that show. This yeah, should, yeah. Not, should I just you interject know, with someone please. I don't oh, listen to? Oh, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Give, me, give me more time. Uh, yeah, Laura. Laura. <laughs> we're coming back to you. I cannot. I cannot stand Taylor Swift. I cannot stand Taylor Swift. Were you ever Taylor Swift fan? Never. And so never, ever, ever. Now, what do you think? From do you think? Do you not think she's empowering? First of all, I think she's a manufactured superstar. She comes from a very privileged background. She's from Texas. Her daddy got her into the music industry. I'm sure. So maybe, did Michael Jackson, though. You can say all these things about Beyonce. Yeah, but Michael, Michael Jackson. Yeah, but Michael Jackson that was is totally Michael different. Jackson. Michael Jackson had to work for his. Also, See, it's always work. I know, nah, but okay. Fam. She started out like writing her own music, and I understand that she's progressed as an artist, and now she has a big team behind her. But people just love her so much. I don't. Ugh, her like white feminist stuff like really bothers me, and I'm a white woman, and it bothers me. Like, <laughs> it is just. I'm sorry. Her new music video totally is ripping off Formation by Beyonce. I was like, excuse me? When I saw that, I don't know. I don't like her. I think she is annoying and people <laughs> worship her and I don't think she is a good influence. Do you understand why people worship her? Or? Um, you know what? Well, I mean, why does anyone worship any female pop star? It's It, it could be anyone well, up there. I think Taylor Swift, I think most the, the traditional answer to that question would be because they're a sex symbol. You've got some like Madonna or she's Beyonce. Not even she's not, not even But that's the thing. Yeah. Yeah. So no, why? No, why are people worshiping her? Because she's a good old girl you know, next door she gives that I used to like, American girl vibe right you know, it's just like, oh, it's trash. I used to really appreciate her music like when I was I think I was a lot younger when but, Romeo and Juliet song what is that the, <laughs> yeah, oh my god she's so sappy oh, you were a fan, I did appreciate like her I, I her writing style music. I did appreciate like the fact that she was she's a really good storyteller 
and but now I kind of feel like there's just a lot of appropriation going on and I'm just not enjoying her music as much yeah, um, not really. Right. <laughs> and she flip flops genres very quickly. But isn't that, isn't that growth? Isn't Just that transforming? No. Isn't nah, that? Fam, she pulled a pink. You know, that's another thing. All <laughs> no, these, you know, pink when she first came out and it was like Christina she was Aguilar. super, she was Aguilar. super hood and whatnot. Yeah. And then like after she blew up, she was like, well, actually, you know. Vanilla Ice, all of them actually. I really wanted to do music like this, but this Miley was just Cyrus. Yeah, the Miley. Oh, yeah, yeah. The Miley. Miley. Miley Cyrus too, but but like the difference between Miley Cyrus is she started in one genre, went to this one, and then went somewhere else. Like and now she's back though. No, but I mean she's back, but she's still like evolved into something a little different than Hannah like Montana. Hannah Montana. You know what I mean? Hannah Montana. Hannah Montana. But yo, you remember that though? That was a great. Pink had that song. There she goes. But yeah, so uh, artists that are I don't want to listen to um, will most likely be um, Lil Yachty unless it's off a of hip hop or something like that. Boo. I like that. I know he hey. Lil Yachty. I do agree is uh, don't let me that. say ugly god up in here. Ooh, we could have a oh. long discussion. That's a different show. I think I, I agree. I think oh. ugly god. no, ugly god's dope though. But I think he's yeah. like purposely he purposely that's does the is a little problematic. I mean, it's catchy though. It's a crazy, crazy. All his music is problematic. Yeah, exactly. from a distance. That's a big, really <laughs> hey, That's a classic. That's, that's a, a classic. No, but I don't think I've heard women say like, "I would rather have a dude like watch me across the store than have him like walk up to me." Because what if you're just buying juice? Like, I had a woman say this to me. It was just like, "I'd rather just like buy juice at a store." She'd and rather be stalked. She'd rather be stalked, but not approach. And like, because in the song, he doesn't like follow her home and then like murder her. He just like, oh my god. Wait, what? No, in the song, in the song, he just goes to the store no, and then he sees a girl with a cute note and then he like doesn't say. Anything. He just like watches girls keep up, and then he goes about his day, and then he never says anything to her. Does yeah. he follow? Her? No. Well, I think he follows around the store, but then like he just like so he goes off. I mean, yeah, but she it's knew. Creepy, but, she but, knew. Yeah, but the woman she, she knew. knew. She knew. She knew. But the but the chick I the thing. And then, well, no, no, this, you gotta this, let it go. Yeah, no, I, this is literally go. what a woman told me. She Yo, was like, fam. What, what? Yo, fam. You gotta, you gotta, you gotta let it go. You gotta let it go. All right, fine. I guess we're gonna segue into plugs. Listen, I'm always just buying. I'm always just buying things at the store. I probably, if we're going down the same aisle, it's not intentional. I swear. With the, with the, with the plugs, with the plugs. All right, with the all right. Plugs. I just wanna. I gotta. It's all good. So, do you, yeah. Do you have an Instagram, a, a project coming oh. up, some shows, maybe? Well, for right now, I'm I'm working on music, and I'm. I'm doing I'm doing stuff. I don't have names yet. Okay. I don't have names yet. How can we but find you in the meantime? You can find me on SoundCloud. My name is Zoli, Z-O-L-I. And um, yeah, I have a, a few songs that are on there right now that I'm featured on. So they're other people's projects. But soon, in like some time, <laughs> there will be mm, yeah, a lot of music quiet, on there. I, I can guarantee you that. In, in the a meantime, little bit. do you have like a, a Twitter um, or you Instagram? You can also follow me on Instagram at Zoe, Z-O-E dot Lika, L-I-K-A. And there'll definitely be updates on there. My sound comments linked there. I post cute pictures sometimes. Yeah, right on, <laughs> yeah right you should on. follow me. Vincent? Yeah, uh, V is in Valentine, N is in Nice, P is in Portland, T is in Tom. Bam. All right. SoundCloud, did you, did you forget an N? I said N is a nice. He did say N is a nice. <laughs> Dang, bro. Let's redo that. It's like B. It's like, yeah. All right. It's B is in Valentine. N is a nice. P is in Portland. R is in Robert. Oh, I missed the R. Mr. And T is in Tom. Uh, it's okay. I messed up my name at the beginning. Plug, yeah. You're fine. <laughs> I hope you uh All right, Laura, do you, do you want some random people following you on Instagram? Yeah, I would love some random uh, internet stalkers. 
But maybe not, I'll stalk you back. Like, maybe not. Maybe, well, maybe only not when I'm not from the distance. They want. I, to I'm down with that. DMs. That happens a lot when you're on Tinder. Oh, you get a lot of followers that way. Word advice. Yeah, <laughs> they're creepy, but they stick around. <laughs> they get the um, likes. They probably they get the likes. <laughs> maybe like <laughs> my uh, my Instagram is I am Laura Shea. That's L A U R A S H E A. My Twitter handle is the same. I am Laura Shea. I, I'm very. Uh, say what? What about your music? Oh man, I 